You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And today I'm here with uh, Glenn Poole Jr., uh, my nephew. Glenn, you've been a fan since, uh, what, 2004? Yeah, hardcore fan since 2004, obviously growing up during the, the greatest era, arguably, in Dolphins history, other than the perfect season with the Dan Marino area. So, I mean, I, I couldn't have grown up with a better a better group, you know, to, to really, like, kind of get me into the Dolphins thing. But um, I don't think I really got into it until I went to a game um, when I was a little bit older, kind of started understanding the game better. And, uh, yeah, 04 was when I really started to, like, really get into it my senior year. Okay. and. Uh... What attracted you to the Dolphins as opposed to, I know your dad follows the Giants, uh, so as opposed to them or any of the other teams? I think growing up in South Florida, you know, it's just kind of that atmosphere that you're around, you know, you're around a lot of Dolphins fans, um, being close to the field, you know, being able to go to games occasionally was always, you know, attracting. And on top of that, just, uh, you know, my mom was huge into, uh, you know, like in the Brown 04 was huge into Jason Taylor. And, you know, I mean, how can you not be? The guy is... Yeah, he's awesome. Arguably one of the best defensive ends to ever play the game. He was he was amazing. You know, Zach Thomas, you know, Junior Seau. Um, you know, I loved Chris Chambers. Uh, A.J. Feely wasn't terrible, you know? I mean, he, he got, got injured, but I mean... A.J. Feely was terrible. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with our record, record of quarterbacks since Marino's left, I don't feel like A.J. Feely is at the bottom of that list, but... <laughs> He's close. He's closer to the bottom than the top. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, John Beck, you know, Cleo Lemon. I mean, all these guys, you know, that that were (laughs) awful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, look, if you started watching Marino, and obviously if you really became avid in 2-4, he was long done by then. Yeah, he uh, retired in, what, 2000, right? It was his last season? um, 99 uh, was his last season. And uh, he finished. You know, in the playoffs, they they lost badly to Jacksonville, and uh, that was that. Indeed, yeah. My uh, my first real, real big big player that I followed because you know everybody loved Marino, and I just didn't want to be that guy that followed the trend. So uh, I remember watching a game when I was a kid, and uh, watching you know OJ McDuffie go off. I think uh, the the game I watched, I think he had like two or three touchdowns. Just he was amazing, and so like OJ McDuffie was was my guy. I. I wanted an OJ McDuffie jersey so bad for uh, Christmas one year. You know, I asked for it. Didn't, didn't end up getting it. I ended up getting a Marino jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what the stores were selling. Yeah, exactly. That's whatever the stores were selling. But I, I, you know, I was happy to have that. That's so sure. that was, you know, still, I obviously loved Marino. You know, how can you not? Again, the guy was amazing. He was. He was. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing he didn't do was the one thing we all wish he did. And that was one of, you know, won a Super Bowl. But, uh, he got them there, and he, he, he made a lot of teams more competitive than they should have been. Uh, he had a great, great career here. 
So, uh, but in 04, you know, uh, Chambers is somebody you mentioned and, and certainly somebody I would have mentioned if I started watching then because he was there uh, in 04. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's probably one of the best receivers you've seen play. Yeah, yeah, arguably probably one of the best receivers. Um, I was actually a really big fan of Randy McMichael back then. Uh, yeah. I thought Randy McMichael was a great tight end. Um, he knew how to do something that Gesicki doesn't. He knew how to block. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that's the only thing that's lacking from Gesicki's game. I just wish that, I, I hope like if we do end up re-signing him, I hope that, uh, I hope that they find a way to like maybe bulk him up in the season and have him working out with the offensive line coach and, you know, just helping him block with this atrocious O-line that we have to sit here and watch every week. Well, maybe the offensive line coach isn't the guy to send him to. <laughs> well, somebody, <laughs> somebody, you know, like, hopefully we get a new offensive line coach yeah, or something. No, you'd, you'd send him to the, the uh, strength and conditioning coach. That's, that's the guy who needs to get a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah. But, he definitely uh, needs to bulk up saw, a little bit. You saw um, Mike Wallace for a year. You saw Jarvis Landry, obviously. You saw oh, yeah. um, Brandon Marshall. He was a, he was a very good receiver. I, uh, I actually, the, the first Dolphin player I ever high-fived uh, coming out of the tunnel was Anthony Fasano. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I was a big Anthony Fasano guy. I was very sad to see him leave. But um, Underrated tight end, I think. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. I, I thought he was great. And actually, the game I was at, uh, he, he had an amazing game. Um, I think he broke 100 yards that game. Uh, it was against the um, Denver Broncos when Tim Tebow was there. Oh boy. And, uh, yeah, Jesus came out in the fourth quarter <laughs> and he absolutely just, uh, he, he destroyed us in the fourth quarter, but I mean, just what a great game. I was actually on TV that game. I had family members sending me pictures while I was at the game. Like, Hey, you're on TV. I was like, Oh, Hey, there I am. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. It's always cool when you get to see yourself on TV. We were sure. cheering, cheering hard because, sure. uh, it just, uh, we had just scored a touchdown. So they panned up, you know, in that end zone and there we were. Now, forgetting everything you know about Tannehill in Tennessee, was were you a Tannehill fan? Yes and no. Um, I felt like if the guy, um, I felt like if the guy just had a little more support from his supporting cast, I felt like he could have been a lot better. But um, I, I definitely don't think that he was he was all the problem um, because I mean we saw what he can do when he was healthy, when he was playing well, when. Um, you know, when he had time to throw in the pocket, when he, you know, he, he can definitely throw the long ball. Um, you know, he, he made some poor decisions, but you know what young quarterback doesn't. And I, I so I, yeah, I, it's, it's like a, it, it was like, you asked me every Sunday, it would change every Sunday, <laughs> you know, just by, by what we did. Yep. No, I can understand that. I wanted Tannehill to do well. I, I just didn't feel he was going to do well. You know, he just, to me, he was just missing something. You know, some people call it it. I don't know what you want to call it, but. I think he was missing a good head coach. I mean, he was there maybe. the entire Adam Gase was there. And I just think. Maybe. It's the, I think it's the one thing that Dolphins fans and Jets fans can agree on, that Adam Gase is just, he's well, not the answer. He had Philbin longer than he had Gase. So, you know, he had Philbin, he had Gaze, two coaches who most people would like to forget. Um, so, you know, you don't know. What did you think of Sperano? Uh, I, I just, I was not a fan of Sperano. No? No. I just, I, I, he did, you know, he had, he, I thought he had the talent there. I just, you know, not really to make, make a Super Bowl run, but, you know, at least to get some contention for a wild card or, a, you know, a playoff spot, you know. And that's just what every, every you know, Every team's fan just wants. They just want to. They want to just see their team, you know, make a playoff push and just make it make the the season exciting. 
Well, the, the year he had a quarterback, he got him there, right? This is true. The year with Pennington. Uh, although, you know, you could argue it wasn't as much Pennington as it was the Wildcat, but I don't know. You know, to me, yeah, I, I, mean, I, give, he, I give Pennington a lot of credit for that year. I, I mean, uh, I do as well, but I mean, you're talking about two of the, the better running backs to ever play for the Dolphins. I mean, yep. you know, I mean, R Ricky Williams, arguably the best running back. I mean, I, I, besides Zonka, I will not. Well, I won't Zonka, take away was a, Zonka. Zonka was a fullback, not a running back. Uh, that's true. He wasn't a true running back, but right. I mean, the, the greatest guy to ever run the ball for the Miami Dolphins is yes. Larry Zonka with, Agreed. with Ricky Williams, probably, uh, you know, a close second to yeah. that. I mean, you know, they, they, they leaned on Zonka and, and they leaned on Williams. So you, you can, you can say, you know, both players were heavily relied on, you know, Williams obviously had more carries in a year than Zonka ever had, but, um, they were both workhorses for their teams. Uh, but Zonka has the, uh, you know, has the world championships on his belt and, and, and Ricky Williams doesn't. Agreed. So, you know, he, I think you lean towards him for that, especially because the team leaned on him as much as they did. Uh, right. But you know, if you if you if you told me that Ricky Williams was the best runner in, in Dolphin history, I wouldn't hate you, because in my opinion, had he had his head on straight, he would have been in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, if he could have stayed away from the green, I mean, yep. yeah, I agree with you. I think he would have stayed with the Dolphins a lot longer, and maybe he would have been, you know, one of those building blocks where we, you know, Chad Pennington moves on, we get, you know, we get a Ryan Tannehill. I mean, and you know, maybe right. in Ricky's later years, Ryan Tannehill and him could have done what he's doing with Derrick Henry. Right. Uh, and, you know, then just build around those two guys and make a playoff push and, you know, ho hope that the chips fall our, our way in, in a couple, in a couple of situations. And, you know, cause that's, that's the way it, it ends sometimes, you know, for teams in the, in the playoffs, it's just a matter of luck. Yeah. Luck and circumstance, you know? Right. Absolutely. But that, that team was, you know, it was my team. Like, yeah, that's when, I, you know, my, me and my uncle Ryan sat down, we started watching games and I, you know. I was able to sit down with some family members and really get to watch it. You know, I, I actually got to meet Pat Sertan when I went down to one uh -huh. of the draft parties and, you know, thank him for playing absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, that guy, that guy was all over the place. He was defending balls left and right. And, uh, and I believe Sam Madison might've been there as well that yes. year. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, at the, the, oh, year at of the, the draft party. party. Yeah. The draft yeah. party. So, I mean, I got to meet Joe Rose, uh, Channing Crowder, uh, Ra Raquan, um, McMillan. Uh, uh -huh. Jakeem Grant, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, it was, uh, it's definitely an experience that I definitely think, you know, if you haven't been to one, I definitely think you should do that. Cause it's just, it's cool. It's a, it's a great draft party, you know, the whole, whole night just getting everything going and cheering on the team. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of us were going to get together, not this past draft, but the draft before that until COVID came to be a thing and that right. kind of derailed our plans, but I'm sure we'll get down there eventually. Well, if you're making the plans, let me know, because I will definitely make sure to, to get down there and go. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Absolutely. Um, so what, what made you stay with the team? I mean, really, you've seen, what, four winning seasons since so <laughs> four? Pretty much, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I think it's just, um, you know, you, you, watch, you watch a game, and you cheer for a team, and all of a sudden, it just becomes a part of you. And I, I feel like that's what that's what watching the dolphins was to me. Um, I, you know, it was something I got to do with my mom, you know, cause being my dad's being, a, um, my dad Giant. being a giants fan, yep. you know, me sitting down with my mom, it was, it was always just fun sitting there on Sunday. Cause there was no crazier person yelling at the TV than my mother on a Sunday. I mean, she was always going nuts, especially when Jason Taylor made, made a hit or a sack or anything like that. She loved that man. Um, 
but yeah, and I think that's just that's what it was. I mean, it just like over time, I just uh, you know you kind of grow into it while while you're losing, and then you see you know winning season, you're like, okay, maybe we're turning things around. Then the next season comes around, you're not, and you got to take the highs with the lows. I mean, and uh, I I don't know, I I don't know why I've stayed as a glutton for punishment as long as I have, but I I, I just can't see myself cheering for any, any other team. I can't. Well, I can tell you this, you know, the, the last year I was super optimistic about them, you know, it was 1974. And then we know what happened then, right? They, they, they lost to the Raiders in a grueling playoff game. And uh, every year since then, you know, we've, we've been waiting for them to get back into and win the Super Bowl, and it hasn't happened. You know, we've got close a couple of times, uh, right. you know, while Shula was still here, but uh, they weren't able to put it together to where they could actually win the game. Uh, and, and now, you know, we're, we're a long time from then, you know, the last time they made it was, uh, 1985, January of 85. So, you know, that's a long before time I was ago. born. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, so we're still waiting. And, and what do you think of the coaching staff we have now with, uh, Brian Flores? Um, I'm a coach flow fan. Um, I, I think the guys got it. I don't think, uh, his his choices in surrounding staff is as good. Um, I think, you know, it's kind of similar to the, you know, what what college coaches say, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Um, I think, you know, him not being able to just say, Hey, you're my offensive coordinator, make the decision, make the call is, is hurting him and it's making him look bad. And, and, you know, unfortunately that could end up losing his job. You know, he needs to be a little more decisive off the field. I feel, Um, but I feel in the games, I feel like he puts our team teams in good positions uh, most of the time. Uh, as far as defense goes, obviously we've seen what our defense can do. Uh, not necessarily this week. Our defense was mediocre this week, but um, you know, still got the W. So I mean, I'll, I'll take a W any, any day of the week. But you know, I am a Chris Greer fan, or I'm sorry, not Chris Greer, uh, Coach Flo fan. Chris Greer is a whole different. <laughs> I'm not a Chris Greer fan. Um, <laughs> But uh, Coach Flo, yeah, he's got my support. You know, um, I'm, I'll, I'll ride with Coach Flo for at least another two years. I think, you know, we should definitely give him his, his full contract, let him see what he does. And if at the end of the contract we're, we're not winning games, time to cut him loose and try something new. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 in any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, it's, he's, you know, he's had it rough. I mean, they, they, you know, totally tore the team down in his first year. 
so you really can't count that, right? Because no. he was playing with a strip club. And, uh, you know, you, you come back the next year and you're acquiring talent. So, you know, you're not obviously going to be ready then. So, you know, and last year they went 10 and 6 and everybody got excited. You know, everybody thought, you know, maybe, maybe we could have a better year this year. And uh, so far things haven't worked out. I, you know, we can all point fingers and, and say why, but I think the biggest reason is the offensive line. Yeah, 100%. They just have not been able to put together an efficient offensive line in many, many years. It's just, it's just a shame because I had such ho high hopes for Austin Jackson. I really thought that, you know, watching that kid uh, in college, I really thought that he was going to develop into a great NFL uh, tackle, and he's just been abysmal. Well, he hasn't been a good guard. <laughs> no, he hasn't been a good anything. You know, so, you know, hopefully with time he'll, he will develop, but you know, I, I can't be overly optimistic that's going to happen just based on what we've seen. But, you know, I've been surprised before. You never know. I think, uh, you know, I really think the dolphins need to go out and get the top running back in the class, uh, this, this upcoming season. That's my personal opinion. Um, but then again, Chris Greer, just, he does not see running backs as valuable and apparently not. I, it, yeah. I mean. You passed up on Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. I mean, I know Etienne's injured, but you passed up on, you know, I, I, the, the list goes on. Uh, it it just, goes on, yes. Uh, of all these running backs that are, you know, stars in this league now. I mean, I'm pretty sure we had a shot at Dalvin Cook. We had a shot at, you know, at Derrick Henry, I believe we had a shot at, and we didn't take him. I mean, I mean... Could you imagine Derrick Henry running behind behind this line with 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 Tua? I mean, I don't think think it's even as bad as our line is. I still think Derrick Henry would still run people over for four four yards of carry. Well, you know, if you have a power back, they know how to fall forward for yardage. You know what I Absolutely. mean? But the the point is this: uh, until you fix that line, you know, especially in the middle, right? You're not going to be able to have a very good running game. Yeah, and I honestly think that um, certain certain people on that line look better than others. I just feel like that when one guy looks bad, the whole line looks bad. I agree um, with that. I think Eichenberg is decent. I know his PFF rankings aren't aren't good, but I feel like he's he's trying to make up for what Jackson's losing. You know, like he's like, well, how am I going to you know stop three guys when you can't stop one? I mean, you know, like like he's 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 trying, and I see that he's trying. I I think Eichenberg might develop into a, a good left tackle. And the good thing is, is he's not the blindside guy for, uh, you know, Tua with him being a left-handed quarterback. And I don't know. I think Eichenberg, it was a, it was a good pick by, um, you know, Chris Greer, who, again, like I said, is not a fan of, but we'll see, you know? Yeah, time will tell. He was good in college, you know? He had a good college career, but uh, it's got to translate, and so far it hasn't, you know? Maybe it will. Anybody else on the team now that you uh, really appreciate? I mean, X-Man. I mean, how can you not Obviously, appreciate him? Uh -huh. I mean, the guy's a superstar. I, I hope that, you know, we're able to work everything out his contract-wise, you know, this offseason, keep him happy and keep him around. Um, I am blown away by Javon Holland. I think that kid is going to be a superstar for this club. Um. I can't say enough about about, about him, the, especially the last three weeks. He has looked. Yeah, last week he was amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, just we didn't we didn't mention it, but this was Jets week. We, yeah, we we're beat, in Jets we week. We beat the Jets, and uh, uh, we're we're 
creating this podcast around our other podcasts. We'll talk about the Jet Game uh, with Lewis. So, but uh, I mean, he's just he's he got a good head on his shoulders. He's a good kid. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle is. I mean, I think he's looking looking to try and try and go for that rookie receptions record. I mean, I know they're not for big yards, but. Um, you know, he had that great one last week, uh, got open and I don't see why we don't do that a little more often. I mean, I know we had, uh, you know, Mac Hollins catch a deep one, but I'm, I'm just excited to see Tua going downfield more often, you know, had, had a long one to Albert Wilson. Uh, you know, just, I think some of the schemes are starting to come together that, that, you know, they're trying to see what works and who can get open. And I, I just really love what I'm seeing from, from Waddle. I mean, Tua, I like you could ask everybody last year. I was not a Tua fan. Uh, this year started off not a Tua fan. Um, but I liked the way that he stepped up and, you know, uh, he refused to remain, you know, after he fractured his finger, he refused to remain in just regular clothes. He said, I am your backup quarterback if that's the case. I, you know, if I can't start, I'm going to be your backup quarterback. And he got in there. And then when he had, had his shot, he came in there and he put, he put points on the board. He drove down the field. He looked good. He looked poised. Um, you know, very much unlike how he did against the Bills at the end of the season last season, where I thought he looked like a scared kid playing, you know, like a, yeah, a, a kindergartner playing with sixth graders. Deer in the headlights. Absolutely. <laughs> that he just yep. looked like he was outmatched in every way, shape, and form. And now he he's starting to get that confidence in himself. And I really hope that he continues to grow on that and continues to gain confidence because I, for the first time ever, I feel like he can be. If nothing less, um, I, I compared him to, uh, with my brother, we were talking about, I said, I compared him to Jimmy Garoppolo with San Fran when they made the Super Bowl. I feel like he can be that quarterback that's just good enough to make the right place to put the points on the board and allow the defense to win us the championship. I suppose. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's, that's the hope, right? I mean, we can't yeah, just, just keep hoping. Yeah. You know, I, I guess my problem with him more than anything else is he's fragile. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he de but he definitely shows that he... In 15 games, he's had two injuries, and he was coming off a major injury, you know, the uh, hip. You know, he's got to stay healthy, and if he can do that, then we can get, you know, then we can get a better feel for how good he's going to be or right. can be. Right, yeah, let's see Let's see him for, for a 10-game stretch, you know, without being injured and without yes. being, you know, you know win, win, win a couple games. You know, I mean, if he goes 500 in, in a 10-game stretch where he's doing that but he's looking good doing it because like you know lewis has said in the past he's like if if we're losing games but it's staying close yes obviously we want the win and we you know it, it still hurts nonetheless to lose but if we're fighting for it and we're clawing at it and we're you know fighting for those inches that's that's all all i want to see i just want to see my team be competitive i don't want to see my team just lay goose eggs and you know right be a laughing stock yeah i <laughs> I mean, we were literally like the, uh, the preseason. They're talking, oh, Dolphins are going to be the one. They're, you know, they're going to be fighting for that AFC East, and they're going to be a wild card contender, and this and that. And then we come out, we beat the Patriots, and everybody's like, oh wow, okay, maybe the Dolphins are, you know, the team that they say they are. And then the next week we looked atrocious, and the week after that, and for what seven games straight, I think it was seven. Yeah, seven games. So I mean, I know we're on a hot streak right now, but we're not playing amazing teams. Uh, you know, we're playing. A Carolina team that's rejuvenated by, uh, you know, by Cam Newton next week. You know, he looked pretty yep. good today. I know, yep. I know he lost, but hey, I mean, he looked pretty good in doing, you know, in doing so. Um, and then, what after that? I think we play the Giants, right? I think so. 
yeah, December fifth, we're in, we're mm-hmm. we're in Miami. Giants are coming to town, and yeah. you know, I I think we could beat that team. Uh, you know, depending on how we do the against the run stop with Saquon. Uh, you know, he should be coming back healthy, and you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, let's look to Carolina. Let's let's whoop some. You know, yeah, one game at a time, like Coach says. Yep. You know, because uh, the Bills. <laughs> You saw what happened to them, right? Yes, they got trounced. Right. Indianapolis made them look silly. I mean, and I'm sure they would have said, "Oh, we should beat the Colts." Yeah, yeah, I, right. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most of the Ve- the Vegas betting guys said, "Oh yeah, the Bills are going to sure. beat the Colts." You know, this, sure. this should be an easy game, and it definitely wasn't. I mean, you know, the the Bills fought back a couple times, but man, just second and half. Had Houston beating the Titans, right? Yeah, Houston was the big upset this week. Houston beat the Titans. Right. That was that was uh that was really interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, but again, we you know, um I know you guys have said it before, you know, with Tyrod Taylor coming back, they look like a much better team. I think if he would have stayed healthy this whole season, you know, Houston would be you know, at least, you know, two or three, maybe even four wins higher. Probably they'd be more competitive. Absolutely. Yes. What is your prediction for the future of this club? predictions and hopes are two different things predictions uh i'll say i think within within Tua's time here i think that we will see a uh a playoff run i don't think you know we're we're there yet to winning the afc east um but i think me personally if i were the gm and i were, I were trying trying to do this uh i'm trading away parker i'm trading away or, or just releasing fuller because he's done at the end of the season you know, you build around Waddle, you build around Gasicki. Um Smythe is doing 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 a decent job. Mac Hollins is doing decent. Um I feel like just we need to go into this draft with the mindset of let's take a step back, let's go nothing but offensive line or, you know, like best player available kind of stuff, and just go out and get our needs, not, you know, what is gonna be flashy to the fans and they're gonna be, Oh, we took a Jalen Waddle. Well if we would have taken, you know, and I and I love Jalen Waddle, but if we would have taken um what was that kid out of Oregon? I'm drawing. Sewell. Uh, yeah, Panay Sewell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our line, and and then Eichenberg on top of that. Well, then Austin Jackson's either, you know probably released at that point. You know, because you have Panay Sewell and, and Liam Eichenberg on that line. You know, w- you know where are you going to put Jackson at that point? I think Panay Sewell is is better than both of them, and I just uh, you know I think you know. We could have went out and got, you know, a good running back with that Igbenogany pick, who was a healthy scratch this week again, which is so lovely again, to see. Yep, yep. But, you know, this past year, I don't know what happened. I don't know if Coach Flo got into Chris Greer's ear and said, listen, man, these are the people you need to pick. But, you know, his picks this year, not as bad. Jalen Waddle's doing good. Javon Holland's doing good. I can't knock him for that. Um, you know, those two guys are playing really good football. I think they have a potential to make it make you know this team that much better and be building blocks for us to move forward. What do you see about Phillips? Oh man, T- today I-, I watched a play where I just literally, if I was the coach, I would just say, "Just sit down." <laughs> he, the, the yeah, that was boneheaded. The Jets running back was running to the outside. He stood there and just stood there, and the guy made made, made a cut to the inside, and he just looked at him and like. I was just like, I feel like I coach youth football and I feel like that's what I just saw. I coach <laughs> like it's a youth kid saying, Ooh, that guy's fast. And he just watches him uh-huh. run away. 
Like that's how I felt, and I was just like, "Yeah, next time take a picture." <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, were, were you trying to reach for your phone to take a picture as he ran by you? I mean, it was atrocious. I mean, Jalen Phillips, he, he like shows flashes, but it's just like it's a flash in a pan. He just he yep. he shows flashes of like, oh wait, Jalen Phillips might be playing good. Oh, never mind. And, I thought you were referring to his late hit out of bounds. Oh no, no! I see. I didn't get to watch the game because my end ended uh, too much today. I was trying to watch as much as possible. It was my end of the year party today for my football team. Gotcha. So we were do- we were doing that, you know, play- you know, playing with the kids and having, having sure, fun. Sure. But uh, yeah. But from what I watched, no, I didn't see that. I'm sure I'm going to watch the highlights later and uh, and see that you know knucklehead no, move. He drove like he drove a guy about eight yards out of bounds and decided it would be a good idea to push him down. Oh. <laughs> and he, when he did, he got flagged. Uh, deservedly so. Yeah. So, but I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, I felt like we should have got, went out and got, because I think, wasn't Gregory Rousseau still on the board when Jalen Phillips was on I the board? I think so. I believe, I believe we took Phillips before Rousseau went. He went to Buffalo. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Gregory Rousseau is playing amazing for the Bills. Yep. I, I just, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but, yep. I don't know. I think Chris Greer needs to, do something different, you know, like he needs to relearn himself and relearn what this team needs and sit down with his coaching staff and figure it out. And Steven Ross needs to, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think Steven Ross is going to have to, you know, to step in, cut a guy out and just say like, everybody's heads on the chopping block, you know? And I, I think if that's the case, I think you get guys that are going to be a little more hungry in, in the, in the office, in the front office and try and, focus more or you know it can completely demoralize it it's you know it's it's one or the other yeah really you know it it comes down to who can you get who's going to want to come into this organization and and take it over essentially because that's you know what the gm does right um you know so who can you get that's qualified to do that that has a proven track record of being able to do that yeah i mean that's you know that's really the question I, i knew we were in trouble when bill parcells came in and he goes nope I'm out. I'm not touching it. <laughs> no, I mean, it, well, he, you know, he got paid anyway, so that's oh, why he left. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they they yeah. paid him either way. Um, yeah, he had a buyout. He had a deal with uh, Wayne when he owned the club that uh, if he if the if the team is sold and I want out, I get paid his entire right. contract, and that's what he did. He just took the money and ran. I can't blame the guy. You know, during those times, we were not looking good. You know, had no identity whatsoever. Um, and, you know, when that happened, I literally said to, said to a friend of mine, I was just like, I think the, the Dolphins are in for at least a decade or two of just absolutely like something is, is more wrong in that office than meets the eye. Something is bad. Well, you know, without being in the office, I'm not going to speak badly of Ross, but he has made some mistakes and I'll just leave it at that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think he would tell you he's made some mistakes. So... Like, anyway. like uh, I don't think this was his mistake, but like <laughs> Drew Brees, Dante Culpepper, those two names come to mind with mistakes that the Dolphins have made. That that's that's the stuff that like haunts you in your dreams, and I honestly think that that's why they went out and got Tua because they were so afraid that Tua was going to come into this league and blow the doors off everybody, and they were afraid of him because he was injured, like you know, like Drew Brees was. But my biggest thing was is Drew Brees was a proven quarterback in the NFL when that happened to him. Yep. Tua Tagovailoa is not. Yep. And 
it's a fair point. I don't think I don't think you know uh, Breeze was at the top of his game yet, but uh, no. yeah, he had, he would have, he had started several games for uh, I believe it was the Chargers. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I was such a a fan. I watched the com. I remember watching the combine that year, and just saying that uh, Justin Herbert is is the top guy. Like I know everybody. I think Joe Burrow went first that year. Um, yep. And um, I still think Justin Herbert is is the better quarterback out of the three, the top three to- chosen. Um, I think the kid slings the ball. I think he's smart. He's learning every. You know, day. it's it's hard not to say that watching him play. It really is. So you know, I I would agree with you, but. I didn't think so before the draft, you know, because that wasn't what the scouts were saying. Uh, me and Joe Rose had a good conversation about it. I, I was screaming to him up on stage and, and was telling him what I thought about it and, and just saying that, like, hey, like, I think Justin Herbert is the man. And Joe, Joe says, says uh, you know, I hope you're not right because I think we're getting to it. I said, I, I uh-huh. you know, I think I, think I, am, I am right. And, and, and then even after he was off stage, we sat down and talk, talked about it. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you think you really think Justin Herbert's going to be the man? I was like, I really do. I think the, char- yeah. the Chargers just found their heir apparent to Phillip Rivers. And yeah. as such, it happened. And he's doing great. I mean, props to the kid. He, he showed out. I mean, I feel like if he would have went, went in a year earlier, we probably would have had him. I think the Dolphins would have went after uh, him, you know, hands down. But right. he, he waited the extra year. And... They just saw a team falling apart around him, and I think that's what they saw. They're like, "Oh, maybe he's not the leader we thought he was," and they were nervous about that. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I—I uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson, yes or no? Absolutely not. No, there's too much drama surrounding it. Even if everything got settled and everything, like he didn't. You know, I'm not saying he's all the problem, but him and DeAndre Hopkins didn't get along. You know, just there's there's little rumblings of him not getting along with other people, and I just that's not the type of person you know I would want in my organization if I were running the organization. Okay. And do you see a playoff victory in Flores' future with the Dolphins? It depends on how long they give him. Um, he has, what, one more year on his contract after this year? Yep. Yep. It was a five-year deal. Wow. That's tough to say that next year will be in it. I mean, you know, only time will tell on, on that one. Well, this is, this is his third year, right? Is this his third year? I think so. Okay, so he has two more years, then I would yeah. say yes. I do see, if nothing else, I see us making a wild card spot. Right, they won five games this first year, ten games last year, and uh, okay. four wins this year. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, then then yeah, I would say say yes. I would say probably not. I would say probably not this year. I mean, it it, it would take some really really strange right. stuff to happen for us to get in this year. But I mean. This. Well, going into the Jet game, we had a two percent chance of making it. Okay, and uh, we won today, so maybe it went up. Maybe, and <laughs> I mean, especially with you know uh, the Titans losing, you know, today. I mean, I, that doesn't affect us tremendously, but you know, every little bit helps. I mean, when it comes down to it, um, did the Chiefs lose today? I, I, I last I looked, they weren't. They no, weren't they won. They did win. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, those the, that's the kind of thing you have to have to look into. You know, the the people who are fighting for the wild card spots, not necessarily people who are fighting for the top of the you know, right the league. Right. You know, we have to just beat those guys out. But yeah, who well, knows? We didn't beat Buffalo, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're they're behind the Patriots right now. Oh, the, oh my gosh! Yeah, they are. And I just thought yeah. that's wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. Could have won some money without. Yeah, one. yeah. That's 
Well, I, I mean, every, I everybody was predicting the Bills to win the division, and then you know the Patriots to come in, you know, second, or the Dolphins to come in second, one of the two. So anyway, it's going to be probably different than people thought. Oh yeah, but uh, there's still plenty of football left. A lot of things can happen. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm looking at the standings. That is <laughs> that is nuts. Seven and four mm-hmm. for the Patriots, and six and four for them. Um, yeah. I mean, they're only, you know, 0.36 behind them, you know, due to the winning percentages, but still, like, they're still ahead of them. Uh, right. But, you know, I mean, we're only two games behind the Bills. I mean, can we put a string of wins together? And They haven't played each other yet either, the Patriots and Bills. That's true, too. That's true, right. too. They play each other twice, so those those meetings are going to be important. Uh, yeah, and they're going to be very interesting to watch, too. Those will be, yeah. be games that I definitely want to sit down and, and watch those games. But I mean, most of the AFC. I mean, the playoff picture, the way the way it's looking right now for the AFC, we're not out of it. I mean, we're we're definitely behind. But uh, you know, what seven teams make it in this year, right? Yes. So I mean, the the Chargers are five and four as of right now. You know, Colts right. six and five, Browns six and five, Raiders yeah. five and five, and Broncos five and five. I mean, we're only two games back from being in a wild card spot. Right. So got to keep one exactly. So we go. We we just need to go in. We need to beat Carolina, and you know keep moving forward. Right. So beat the Giants and beat everybody else. As long as you're winning, you'll you'll make up ground. And and uh, you know there's always a chance you can you can be you know squeaking in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, and so we we'll play see. the Patriots at the end. Correct. That's our, our season ending. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I mean, yep. I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. You never know. You never know. So we beat him once, we could beat him again. I mean, I definitely think Mac Jones is a much different quarterback than the first time we played him, but uh, but Coach Flo knows Belichick, and I mean, Belichick knows Coach Flo, so I mean, it's always going to be an interesting matchup, and that's, that's just really, yep. really going to be that's fun. That's the way it yeah. is. Yep. They try and outsmart each other, you know? Yeah. That, that's, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Glenn. Um, I want to get you on here and hear your thoughts and, you know, cause you know, uh, Lou and I are old guys, you know, we, we saw the Shula teams and that sort of set our expectations. And I kind of wondered, you know, what your expectations of the team are and, you know, who your favorites were and then what you think of their future. And you, you've pretty much answered those questions. Yeah. I mean, always hopeful. Uh, my my uncle Ryan has the has the saying just uh, wait till next year. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, wait till next year. We're gonna be better next you year. You can get old waiting for the next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I definitely have a couple of gray hairs in my beard from dolphins. But uh, uh-huh. but uh, you know, I got two Tannehill jerseys hanging in my in my closet right now. You know, I still uh, I still wear them. Still, you know, well, if it gets cold this winter and you need something to burn, you got it. <laughs> I got some got some kindling. I got some kindling. Yep. And we'll say that uh, fins up to everybody. And, fins up to all uh, fans. Th- thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time. Be well and take care.